Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. <laughs> And welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and there is an chunk. <laughs> and I'm Carter. That's as far as I'm going to go because okay, I don't remember even, the rest of it. I think I said it, hunk in there it for seems sure. Like I think you said hunk no, in I there. No, I for sure said hunk. Okay. Do you want to tell us? <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> All you simply have to do, Chunkies, because it's possible, is look at the table that we record upon. It's true. So I went to bed too a couple weeks ago and my parents said, hey, go get something for your birthday. I got something for my birthday. I got two things for you my birthday. You got two somethings for your birthday. I've got some legacy lightsabers on the table right now. I'm holding one of them right that now. That I can't help. So I've got, I love villains, and I wanted to have something that was kind of generational and was in just about every of the trilogies. So I've got Vader and Kylo Ren. Also, two of my favorite portrayals of all the characters. And we've just been staring at these. It's, yeah, I can't I've just stop. been holding it. Vader's especially is very simple. Vader's is amazing. But it's just... Doge, I think, said, like, why does this weigh exactly how much I thought it would? But it's just, there's just something yeah. about it. Vader's That's, looks like my childhood. I think where Star Wars wins over Lord of the Rings is holding some kind of replica of Gimli's axe or Legolas's sword or Milnir or something like that. That's going to get me real pumped. Yeah. But there's something about a lightsaber. There is something there about really a is something about a lightsaber. That is way more. More than a wand. Like. I agree. Just having that. It's right up there with a Pokeball. Yeah, Carter. I'm just thrilled. Thrilled yeah, to it's even nice be to have I'm so glad you bought them for us. It's nice to have the inspiration. Here, yeah, where's yours? You know? um, yeah. I, I figured it'd be all of ours. Oh, okay. So once we get our uh, office... Mm-hmm. Yeah, at two chunks HQ, two two chunks HQ. These will be in there. Yeah, we'll have we'll have little memorabilia for every series. What's the Lautner series memorabilia? Him, just Taylor. Him. <laughs> Taylor's going to be there. He'll be our intern. He's got it. Oh yeah. Got what it. else is he doing? I mean, besides being the coolest dude on Instagram, what else is he doing right now? I was just going to say it was probably going to be like a trucker hat with like a bikini on it. It feels like Taylor's speed. Yeah, I dig that. Okay, right. Or yeah. the hood that he rode at the beginning of Run the Tide. Yeah. No, or was that? That was the beginning of abduction. That was the beginning of, of abduction. They're all the same. He movie. slid his butt cheeks across that hood. His, we'll have his butt smear. <laughs> oh, we can just do. Oh, we can just do butt cheeks. Yeah, perfect. Okay, yeah, that's our Taylor memorabilia. Oh, I carry a little God. bit of Taylor around with me every day because I possess two butt cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So of course we are talking about a movie today. Oh yeah, I wondered. I'd Dallas. love to do that. I'll tell you. Because that movie is called Star, Star Wars, Wars Return, Return of, of the, the Jedi. Jedi. And yeah. <laughs> Jedi. Return. 
<laughs> the thing I would need and love the most right now is it's simple, really. It's a synopsis. Tell us things. Handcrafted, hand delivered mm-hmm. by and from. Tell them. My friend, yours and ours, yours and mine. Mine and yours. <laughs> oh, yeah. This week's guest synopsis is written by Robert Lynch, and his Yahoo email address is his username. <laughs> Excellent. Because there's only one Robert Lynch. Robert says. Lightsabers sparkle, the Millennium Falcon flashes through hyperspace, and creatures from all over the galaxy defy the Galactic Empire in this stunning third chapter of the Star Wars saga. That's all of them. (laughs) He just described all of them. As the rebels prepare to attack Emperor Palpatine's awesome new Death Star, Han Solo remains imprisoned by the loathsome outlaw Jabba the Hutt, who has also captured Princess Leia. Luke Skywalker rescues his friends, but he will not be a true Jedi Knight until he confronts Darth Vader again, who has sworn to win him over to the dark side of the Force. With old favorites like <laughs> Chewbacca, Yoda, R2-D2, C-3PO, and Lando Calrissian, plus the small but stalwart Ewoks... That's the end. Stalwart. Wait, that's it? That's the end. Stalwart. That's a good word. Stalwart. 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 Episode six. <laughs> Stalwart. Stalwart. Very interesting. Now, very I, many adjectives. There's a ton of adjectives. <laughs> I do have to clarify my viewing of this movie was interrupted because there was a tornado in Dallas. There was a big one. Same. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely terrifying. Tornado in Dallas on the 20th of October. Right, correct, which is not last which night. Which is like, what, a year ago by the time you're listening probably to this? A I don't even a, know. Probably a week and a day, to be honest. Yeah, probably about. We hope that if you are affected by it in any way, that you are okay, that you are safe, and you are currently watching a movie Except you're listening to our podcast. Yeah, so don't there's no do way both. <laughs> don't do that you're both. currently listening to our podcast from the safety. This isn't a riff tracks. Watch <laughs> the movie first. A warm couch with loved ones. That's what I was. That's what I was going for. This is the general sentiment. I Can was we going talk for. about Stalwart now? I would love to talk about Stalwart right now. We get another opening crawl. Yep. I know we get them every time. I just love them so much. Oh, big time! And it's kind of reminiscent of a New Hope with the ship flying overhead uh-huh. as we open up and pan to the action, which is the new Death Star. The first thing we see. Yes. Yeah. The mm-hmm. very first thing you see. That's kind of wild, right? Yeah. Right. I thought of that when it happened. I was like, oh, they immediately tell you like a twisty thing. Yeah. I wonder it's how bad. many people and. We might be cursed with knowledge here. I wonder if the intention is for you to think that it is the remains somehow of the old Death Star, even though that one got no, pretty in, blowed up. In the crawl, they say the emperor, the Empire's begun working on another secret weapon. Yep. Hey, 100%, you're exactly right. I was just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's I was not, just making it's a It's not twisty. The crawl's like, they started making another one, and then the sh- movie's like, here's that other one. That's still twisty to me. It's a little twisty. Because I'll tell again. you what, I got up and got some water during the crawl. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, Reading. wait, huh? I'm thirsty. Wait, there's wait, no that had to happen in 1983, right? <laughs> like you dropped your popcorn or you dropped something in your popcorn. You like look down, miss the crawler, look up and you're like, <gasps> is this a new hope? Are we watching the wrong movie? <laughs> <laughs> so um, is there is there anything important to talk about other than the arrival of the emperor? The emperor is coming Vader? here. Yeah. He doesn't get there yet. Oh, that's right. He's, yeah. he's on his way, and he is because far Vader, less forgiving. Vader's coming to tell him, you guys better hurry up. You're taking too long. My very old friend is going to be very upset if you guys don't have this done by the time he gets here. And yep. he's scary. I'll say something, a pump for me immediately. The design, costumes, environment of the villains, like of the yeah. dark side oh, of Star man. Wars, so much cooler than the good guys. Yep. Yeah. Really. Like... Yes, the good guys have X-Wings, cool stuff like that. They've got Han Solo's outfit. But you can't tell me the glare of lights off of that shiny, polished helmet of Vader anywhere he stands. I love it so much. Hey, there's a reason that nobody's driving around with bumper stickers that look like one of the Rebel helmets. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. The Stormtroopers, the TIE Fighter pilots, Darth Vader. I mean, like, the Empire's got it going. Whoever they're, like... Uniform Taylor is Edna mode. Does, yeah, it's Edna, it is mode. Edna mode. Yeah, um, 100%. Which, I mean, there's only one guy with a cape, really. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Hey, yep. He just sort of said, I'm doing it no matter what yep. you say. <laughs> so, can we get to tattooing? Let's please? go. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. We get back to our, our favorite droids, both of them together, and they're turning themselves over to Jabba the Hutt. C-3PO's being all 
squirrely. Mm-hmm. He's not interested. He doesn't want none of that. <laughs> and uh, they're turning themselves in. Do you know that, what's the name of the guy who's got like the flesh horn around his neck? Uh, Spooky is, Devil Man. I he think is, is a male Twi'lek. The oh, uh, the males a, have he's a that. male of that species. The the female is like the green skinned woman who gets eaten by the Rancor. His name Man, is the male. I feel sorry for the Twi'lek race. Yeah, his name is Bib Fortuna. I believe Bib I knew Fortunata. You would, I, knew you'd Bib know Fortuna. That. I love that so much. Them, them teeth, huh? Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Everything about him was like, Them teeth is yonky. He looks like, uh, <laughs> what's his name from Twilight? <laughs> you guys remember the the Michael Sheen from Twilight? Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he does. Exactly, leader of the Volturi? Exactly like him. So, That's so funny. Um, the Ness era Ganondorf pigs that are walking around, those are Ugnaughts, right? No, those are Gamorrean guards. Ugnaughts are the little bitty short guys on Cloud City that take C-3PO. Right. Apart. Yes, you're absolutely those correct. Those are Gamorrean guards. Yep. These uh, Ganondorf pig boys, they're gross. they yonky. Which leads they're me fun. to something that I want to talk about, which is um, outside of one thing that happens... Everything that happens on Tatooine in this movie is my super dump. Yeah. I hate this so much. What bad. is this doing in this movie? It's just the worst. Guys, it almost was mine. Really? And I, I, but as a kid, there's still parts of me that are going to love that so Yes. Much. Yeah. You get Boba. But looking critically now, it was like, what a messy mess. Are, all of let's this talk is. about it a little bit. Because, <laughs> outside, so let's get out of the way. Let's, let's pluck the diamond so all we have left is rough. The escape scene on the barges by the Sarlacc pit with Luke jumping around and doing stuff, that's one of my favorite things. It's I love cool. it so much. It's pretty cool. It's awesome. It's the first time we get to see the green lightsaber. It's just good. Which, his lightsaber is green. So, on the posters, actually, every, all the marketing, even the first trailer for this movie, it was another blue saber. Oh, really? And then they started making this and realized the first time we see his saber ignite is against the blue sky of Tatooine. What? That's so the reason it's green? That's the reason it's green. Now, in... in uh, That's awesome. The actual, like, canon, uh, Luke assembles his saber, like, he reaches out through the Force and he can, like find pieces of the lightsaber that he can buy or barter for to build a new one and then he arrives on Tatooine with no real plan to have a lightsaber and then the force guides him to Ben Kenobi's old hut where he finds the remaining pieces. I did some digging because I've always had a pet theory that this is Qui-Gon's kyber crystal. Oh. Um, Interesting. I'm not sure. I I couldn't find any confirmation of that but uh, to my knowledge Ben Kenobi kept Qui-Gon's lightsaber. That would make me very happy. The Phantom Menace, and so I think this might be. So is that why this shares a lot of resemblance to Obi Wan's lightsaber? Because it looks kind of almost exactly Obi Wan's yeah. lightsaber. He put it together using Obi Wan's as a reference. Can so, we take a quick yeah. aside to talk about the entire saga just very, very quickly? Yeah. yeah. So there's something, and I think it's appropriate to talk about it now because we're we're watching all the OG content, right? This was before. Yeah. So it's so interesting how the prequels and the sequels are are fleshed out, like whether you liked those movies or not. The lore is boundless. The lore is boundless, and a lot of it makes sense. Like, a lot of it, it doesn't... It used to be for these, though, is the thing. Yeah. And then Disney nixed all of it and then hasn't repopulated it with very much at all. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. But, so like, the, just the fact of, like, I think it might have been Qui-Gon. It's like... Yeah. No one knew Qui-Gon existed when these movies were being made. Right. Right? That blows my mind. That's weird. Well, I think the hope is probably that someday Disney will fill in some blanks with some answers that we find satisfactory. So they're doing a good job with the original trilogy stuff. Actually, I really like the the ongoing Star Wars month. Well, it was ongoing. It just ended. The monthly Star Wars comic that took place between A New Hope and Empire. Yeah. That one was very, very good. And they just announced one that's going to run between Empire and Jedi. So I'd imagine toward the end of that run, we we're going to get, get some Luke Saber stuff. It's going to lead right up to the deleted scene from this movie that I is a big dump that wasn't in this movie, which is Luke in a cave at Ben Kenobi's hut, assembling his lightsaber, igniting it for the first time, and then he puts it in R2 and was like, we're going to need this for later. Why did they cut that? That We absolutely need that because that makes this feel a lot more premeditated than just Luke lucks into all of this yeah. stuff. I think there was a time, though, where blockbusters were expected to fit within a certain runtime. Yeah, I'm um, sure. And there's, there's clearly not like anything longer than 30 seconds from this whole movie that we could cut. I mean, there's only like a few seconds of Jabba's <laughs> Palace. There's only like yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing to two cut. and a half hours nothing on Endor. There's nothing you could get rid of. Let's so, talk about Tatooine and Jabba's whole, mm-hmm. Jabba's hut. Did I Jabba's, say Jabba's hut a second Jabba's ago? Hut. Let's talk about <laughs> Jabba's hut, man. Oh my gosh. The so George, that's a George the, Lucas edition. The 1997 oh, editions are pretty egregious. Oh, it clearly this. is. 
And the, the star, only, and the pit. Why did they give it? They gave it a beak. It looks horrible. Does not look great. Has a beak. But the only thing that I like that's been added here is we get an initial shot of the the green Twi'lek woman falling into the Rancor pit. Right. That's a new addition for this release. That whole scene was cut, and we just originally just we opened it. with Luke walking in. Yeah. And we didn't get that first tease of there's a monster down there. Yeah. I love playing with that a little bit. We increase that irony a little bit when Luke falls. Yeah, in I'm actually glad sure. you brought that up because if there's something else I love from this, it is the Rancor. I do love the Rancor. It is so cool looking. So yeah. this whole sequence to me is, and I think we probably all agree, is not necessary at all. No, not even I mean, we want to get the gang back together again, and that is, at best, I feel like it's a juvenile impulse. I think we could have just let Han go, to be honest, and... Harrison Ford doesn't really seem like he wants to be in this movie right. at all. He's really, really phoning it in here. I think, I think I agree with you, but I also think potentially you might be projecting that onto him a little bit. Really? Yeah. I did not see him enjoying this. At I mean, all. I don't it, watch it him was, and go, there's a man having the time of his life, but I, I wasn't his, watching this going, oh man, he's being held hostage by George Lucas. His acting was really rough and really off for me in this, mm. to be honest. Interesting. But I think like there's there's a way to do this because what's happening here is what is exactly what got Han in trouble in the first place. Yeah. Is this is Luke abandoning his destiny to save his friends. And when he did that at the end of Empire, everything went wrong. Yeah. And now like 10 minutes of movie time later, he's doing it again and everything goes right. I think there's a way to do this where maybe we start with Luke doing some training with Yoda or doing something else. And becoming a Jedi Knight. And Yoda saying, see, this is what you needed to know. This is what you needed to learn. And now you can save your friends. Yeah. And then we can have this and it fits within our story somehow. But this is just a huge detour that takes up the first 30 minutes of our movie. Yeah, this whole scene in the Hut Hut feels like an awfully good plan. But not in the way that we normally would say that's awfully good. It's like so awful. And then there's some good parts. It's like Leia... Is great. Under, we've got a bunch of people undercover. Right. Yeah. I actually love the idea of Leia being the one to save Han with this plan. Except for the fact that everybody happens to sleep in the bar. Which is weird. Yes. Like you just, ho, 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 like the lights come ho, on. Like ho, ho, you couldn't ho, smell ho. these people. Yeah. Jabba's gross, man. Jabba's real Jabba's gross. Jabba's nasty. He's like, what's the name juice? of his little, it's a jester, isn't it? Uh, uh, Salacious? Salacious, Salacious crumb. crumb. He, he's oh. a... He's a Koikian monkey lizard. Yes. He's yucky. He's yucky. He's, he's so more like a funny. He's yucky the lizard. most Oz thing in the whole yeah, series. Really. Very much. Really. He's crazy Muppet. Yeah. It's not even funny. Yeah. But literally not funny at all. Um, <laughs> speaking of Leia, let's brush over it, but Slave Leia, I mean, it's gross, right? Yeah. We're all there. We're all on the yucky. same page. That's gross. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Doesn't even, doesn't even dignify more conversation than, uh, no, please. Yep. I'm okay. Yeah. I do like the scene where Luke, Luke saves everybody. There's a harebrained scheme. He doesn't yeah. need to do it. I, but I love it. I dump, and it's only because Boba Fett's lore, he, of all the characters that hardly had anything, like tip of the iceberg, and then he gets all the stuff after. Boy, does he die. I started thinking of all of his influence in the prequels, and then the fact that yep. he dies by an accidentally like half-blind Han Solo hitting his jetpack. Did you hear what Han's line is before that? He's like Boba Fett. He's right? Boba, where? And then he bumps him yeah. with the thing and he flies and off he's into dead. The Maguri in this movie yeah. is at an all-time Star Wars high yeah. well, for, for where we are in the series. All-time Star Wars high so far. Right. Yep. It is just <laughs> people are bumbling and stumbling into success one after another. Can you see the George Lucas in this one? Absolutely. This feels the most prequely. Of the of the originals to me, yeah. Th there are parts. There are parts that feel very prequel. -y. Yeah. There there are parts that still hold some of that OT magic for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, in particular, this this Tatooine sequence is just. I found myself being pretty bored by it, honestly, while I was watching this, and I've never been bored by a Star Wars before. Oh, yeah. it's. I don't know why this is, but like. I like, the mess. Yeah. I like the mess because I... It's like endearing. Yeah. And even though it was... And we keep talking about how like it's a real big risk. Like everything that they're doing is a risk. It's like they're just... I mean, they're playing around with a weapon they don't have a license for. Like there's just something yeah, happening right weapon. now. Yeah. From and a it's... more civilized age. So much of it I remembered. And I look back on it. Yeah. And it's this weird thing that's like there's two parts of me. Like I'm split. Like 
10-year-old Carter is always going to love this. Yeah. But 30-year-old yeah. Carter is like, this is so bad. Like, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, the beginning is bad. Yeah. It's poorly done. And then you start realizing, too, you know, we talk about the lens that a lot of us look at, like, what we can bring to the table for the podcast. And every, obviously, we're all critical about acting. Yeah. This felt like the worst acted movie of the, uh-huh. of the originals. 100%. And, and we'll get to a lot of it towards the end. But yeah. this is this is bad. I feel like, so there's something that happens here, which is that Han Solo trusts Lando, which is totally wild because Lando's yeah. turn, Lando's change of heart happens after Han is frozen. Yeah. So presumably either Chewie told him about it off screen or Han is an idiot. Yeah. And he's just trusting Lando because he knows he's a protagonist in our story now. Yeah. But that to me is emblematic of, I think this movie has a tendency to tell us rather than show us. Mm. And so we get told all those kinds of things. We get, there's just not a lot of like, I don't know, the things that happen don't tend to feel like a natural consequence of the things that happen before. Things kind of just go and happen in the order they happen because that's the way they happen in the script. And there's not like connective tissue, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. Uh, Carrie Fisher's Coke fingernail on full display on the escape yes, from that is Tatooine. True. That is true. Have it's you never noticed just, that, Carter? No. Yeah. Just right there old, on the open. Big old honking scratcher. No way. Oh, yeah. big time. Very much. So they kind of go their separate ways. <laughs> and um, where have we seen this before? Oh, it's last movie at the yeah. very beginning when Luke goes to Dagobah and everybody else goes somewhere else. And Luke goes to Dagobah so Yoda can die in front of him. Yeah. Um, you do get more Muppet feet. How'd you feel about that, Dosh? Loved it. Loved it. I want more Yoda. Yeah, I want more Yoda. I also want more Yoda. But yeah, I want more Yoda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we're gonna get some more, I think. Well, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait for more Yoda. But Luke just watches Yoda die and then leaves. No way. This is whenever he gets confirmation that Leia is his sister. It's a big deal. They could have just it. It's a simple phone call at this point. Which is my super dump. That Leia is Luke's sister. I thought your super dump was. Jabba's palace. No, I just didn't like it. Oh. No, I didn't you might have said super dumb, but it's okay. I, I don't this think one's I your, This one's your super dumb. I don't think I did. Let's run okay. the tape back. We didn't. We didn't This check. was my super dumb. <laughs> yeah, this is my super dumb that Leia is Luke's sister because we do nothing with this and it so clearly was not the plan. I agree. There is no reason for this at all. Hmm. Like, it just makes it feel like another layer of twistiness, like another like think, a so, final reveal. Well, especially like, Leia says, I knew it all along. It's like, well, No, you didn't. You, you smooched him, him twice. several times. <laughs> and there was supposed to be a... Okay, so when Yoda says in Empire Strikes Back, there is another. Was at that point, was it the plan that it was going to be Leia? I don't know. I mean, George obviously says yes. George says he had it planned from the beginning, but that's clearly not true. Yeah. I don't know. I honestly don't know if they planned for Leia to be his sister then, but adding Leia as his sister now doesn't make any sense and it doesn't add anything. That's there's, big time. There is legitimately, like, I mean, that might be my spiciest Star Wars take of all time. It's a pretty spicy one. There's no reason for Leia to be Luke's sister. Like, what do we, what do, we do with that information? Because her being Luke's sister also means that she has a personal relationship with Darth Vader and she shares exactly one scene with him in A New Hope and one scene with him in Return of the Jedi and their stories don't interact. And if we know that, if we know that Seven and Beyond are coming, her, right? Because, right, right. Because Obi, yeah. If we know that Seven and Beyond are coming, I can see some reason for saying, okay, we want Kylo to be, you know, we want Ben Solo to have some some Skywalker blood. Yeah. But, they obviously didn't know this at that time. And then beyond that, speaking of relation to other movies, when when she finds out and she says, I remember my mother, she doesn't. She super doesn't. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I am assuming, for the sake of letting it slide, I'm assuming she's talking about her adopted mother and Bail doesn't or, realize Bail that that's wife. Yeah. yeah. Who got so, blowed up. Yep. Yeah. So also, I know this isn't where we are in the story, but just while we're talking about it on Indoor, on that bridge, can you imagine being LucasArts, and sending out a call for, hey, just anybody in the area, um, we need 13-foot hair extensions, and we need them right now. Please bring them to us. Because Leia's hair, yeah, I mean, what a mane. Yeah. yeah, That is some hair. 
I'd buy it more if you told me she was Chewie's sister at this point. <laughs> oh my gosh. Also, you said LucasArts instead of Lucasfilm, and I'm going to let it slide because you reminded me how badly I want to go play Jedi Outcast right now. It's uh, on Nintendo Switch for $10. Tell me I don't own it. I also own it. Okay, I own it. <laughs> What's a Switch? <laughs> JK, I have one. I, I know. So, uh, after Yoda dies and Luke learns there about his sister lover. And that. There. That. Callie said she needed subtitles for Yoda's death scene. Yeah, it wasn't good. It's hard to hear. The puppet looks kind of different in this one too, huh? I, I think there's something different with his eyes. Yeah. He's dying, guys. When oh. puppets die, oh. they look different. Instead of eyes, he has so dies. naive. He has yeah. die balls. This Sorry, is I'm not, just this being is naive. This is not the time to joke. Right oh now. my gosh. Yeah, we're crushing it. And Carter's over here just judging. <laughs> so Dagobah happens. Dagobah does happen. And uh, our band of merry misfits, they're on their way to the uh, rebel fleet yep. up in space, planning mm-hmm. to head into Endor to shut down the shields. With the big Mon Calamar cruisers, captained by Admiral Akbar. Hey, I love Admiral Akbar so much. He very, does almost nothing. Very much. Yep. Yep. But I just love him. He's such yep. a fun character design. He was created to be nasty looking because George wanted people to know that even if you're ugly on the outside, you could still be good on the inside. That's kind of sweet. Yeah, it's really sweet. And he is very gross. He's very gross. His eyes are yucky to me. Yeah. The, I think it was Ole Miss, the college. They are the rebels. Okay. And the students had done a massive what, what's the thing where, like you sign it a petition yeah to have them change their mascot to the akbars <gasps> that would be amazing i think it either like they got enough votes but someone like i mean disney would not be cool yeah with that. someone no. someone vetoed it somehow but they did it like it was they, there Dang. was a fraction of a second that Ole Miss was almost the Akbars. That would have been amazing. A amazing. student section full of t-shirts that say it's a trap would yeah. be yeah. incredible. Yeah. I'd go to college there and watch football just to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so with the Rebels, we also meet, is is this the first time we meet Mon Mothma? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So what is, is there, you might know this, Doge. I'm asking my resident lore expert. Mm-hmm. Mon Mothma, Mon Calamari. Does Mon mean something? Uh, of Mothma. A, <laughs> That's a really good question. I don't actually don't think there's any relation between her and the the calamar. I have I assumed, yeah. But it's interesting. It's just George Lucas but, being lazy. Why don't I guess? you tell the listeners what she looks like for the listeners' sake? Who are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Mon Mothma is the the woman. Many boffins died to bring us this information. Oh, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was a really bad actor, too. She wasn't great. <laughs> she yeah. is a really bad actor. There's she a lot of really bad acting from the extras in all of the OT, but particularly the Rebels. Yeah. This one is so rough. Well, it's because yeah. you can see their faces. You can't see a Stormtrooper's face. That's true. But I'm talking, even like the the captains and people with like the, you know, the hats, you know, the hats I'm talking about. I thought mm-hmm. it was pretty great, the the guy who cried about his rancor. That was yeah. so good, oh my so good gosh. and funny. He's just like, mo, mo. Yeah. yeah no, Elizabeth. <laughs> She's got a. It's his wife. <laughs> that was a reference to uh, what was the Gator show? Swamp people. Swamp people. Chewed them. Chewed them, Elizabeth. Chewed them, Elizabeth. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we know our audience well. Yeah, for all you swamp people fans. <laughs> There's a few. So we reconvene with the Rebel fleet, right? We do. They don't go on another. Like Luke just goes to Dagobah and is like, "You guys sit tight. I gotta go watch Kermit die." Right. Stop. <laughs> it's <laughs> so then, bad. I mean, they don't do anything. Yeah, though. they don't. Like, they don't split up. Luke is just like, "I gotta stop off at Dagobah first. I mean, I mean they've done it true. before. They probably didn't think anything weird about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying. That's like, his go-to it, move. It feels like they were going other places and then gonna like they were both had a middle place gonna meet up at the fleet. Hey, yeah. X-wing's got a long range on him, huh? Yeah, they can fly forever. But then when they see that TIE fighter, they're like, there's no way it made it out this far alone. (laughs) I'm just saying. Think about it. You know what I mean? (laughs) So we uh, decide that we're going to drop down to indoor in an Imperial, one of the ships that's got a- Carrier? It's not a Y-wing. That's a rebel ship. Yeah, it's a- a Transport shuttle. Yeah. Oh, Uh I thought I got it. So they they shoot on down to indoor and- Shuttle um, Tidurian. And Lando takes- the Millennium Falcon. This is a wild move to me. I to make Lando the captain of this mission. That should have been uh, Wedge. Do, I love Wedge so much. Wedge was legit, almost my super pump. That really? should have been Wedge. The Why fact was it not that Wedge? we include him in all three movies, and every single time he is 
integral in saving the day. Hey, and we Wedge get- was part of the assault on the first Death Star, which is, Oh, he's by the, the one way, that looks like Ed Norton. He's in yeah. the second movie too. But I'm saying the assault on the first, first Death Star is how we measure time in the Star Wars universe. It's called the, like the BBY or ABY before the Battle of Yavin or after the Battle of Yavin. Right. Wedge was an instrumental X-Wing commander in that mission. Why was he not leading this final assault against the second Death Star? He did get a promotion. He was red leader this time. Okay, why was he not <laughs> in the Falcon next to Ponda Baba? I mean, look at all that Han Solo did, and he became a general. So you just you got to have the same. He didn't do enough. Do you ever get like side characters in things that you love that you just become obsessed with? Yeah. I mean, this Boba round Fett of watching. My, yeah. But even Boba is almost too big for what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like somebody that's almost inconsequential to I the think actual Boba movie. has less screen time than Honestly, you're right. I Boba think. is pretty inconsequential that's to be true. honest. You're very right. He just delivers Han to Jabba and sets up the part of this movie that none of us like. <laughs> I, I have always liked Wedge. This round of viewing, this dude is like my boy. Really? Every time I saw Wedge, I was like, there he is. Hey, I'm Put about some respect to on his name. I'm about to either make you real excited or real nervous. Wedge is in the rise of Skywalker. Shut up. Yeah. That's not true. Are you 100% serious? 100% it's true. Yeah, he's on the poster. Wedge is in the rise of Skywalker. I just got real <laughs> yeah, amped. Yeah, he did. Jordan's really excited. That makes me really happy. Good grief. Yeah. Let's watch our boy Wedge. The boy's back. So they launch their attack. Maybe he'll finally get to fly the Falcon this time. No. No, it's Lando again. It's BB-8. It is Lando again. No, it's actually. 100% yeah, Lando actually. again. That's a good point. Um, they hyperspace right up to the Death Star, expecting yep. that the shields would be down, mm-hmm. and they're not yet. Yep. It seems to me as though not nearly enough time had been allowed for the plan to work. <laughs> down yep. on Indoor which is where we find ourselves with our main cast and crew on the forest moon of Endor. But before we go there, I'd like for us to take a little detour, not to Dagobah. Flavortown! And not to Flavortown, but to Shout Announcements. Welcome to Shout Announcements. I was going to try and do this part as Admiral Akbar, but I decided not to do it. This is the part of the show where we give shoutouts and make announcements. First shout out I would like to give is to Tyler Station because it's where we are recording our podcast literally, literally right, right now. now. Also, want to give a shout out to Crumb and Kettle. Miss you, love you, need you. Someday we're going to record on a Friday morning again. You get to drink your delicious coffee. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. And the final shout out is going to go to Podbean because we pay him money and we put stuff on him. That's Podbean. Wait, wait. Dot dot com. com. I almost said I'm Doge. You know that if you've been listening so far. <laughs> I'm Doge, and my announcement is that our famous is coming. Ooh, if you remember, many moons ago, we made you a coming. big, big it promise. <laughs> we made you a big promise that for our second birthday, we would celebrate by having the most famous person that we as the Two Chunks community could get on our show, and we were going to talk about a movie, and guess what? We're going to. Got him. It's coming soon. We just scheduled it literally today. Got it on our calendar. So keep your ears peeled. Spe- speaking of peeling your ears, Gross. that's hard to say. I've actually peeled my ears before. Explain. Got enough sun. Got sunburned. Missed, yep. Mm, yeah. Little ear peeling. Yeah. My ears are both innies, so I never really have to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said like Voldemort, but that boy got ears. That's <laughs> the nose one that's he messed a nose. Up. He has ears? Uh-huh. Why can't I imagine his ears right now? Think harder. There they are. <laughs> Story shaped life. Ah, yes. We've, uh, it's, it's a, ooh, I almost, what? I almost said the right, it's not a conglomeration. <laughs> Collaboration between Two Chunks and Story Shaped Life. Um, we're getting to help them out a little bit with their new season coming out very soon on Emotion. Uh, and that's been a lot of fun. Jordan and Doge did some of their recordings tonight. Uh, and it's really good content. I'm excited for y'all to hear that. And especially for you to hear uh, what Ben, Sam, and Emily have to say. Just so that I save our listeners my momentary confusion, it is about emotions, the things that we feel, and not emotion, the Carly Rae Jepsen record. Oh, Although yes. I do wish it was the latter. Nine episode series job. on <laughs> They Carly will Rae do Jepsen. a good job with the former. I think they will. I think they will. They probably would have done a good job with the latter as well. Yeah. Hey, guys, is it too late to change your content? 
I don't know how much of it you've already recorded, but a Carly Ray podcast would go down real nice right about now. Speaking of good job, 206 of you have done a good job. I mean, it's 208. 208? We got two more? We started, yeah. Whoa. Those of you that haven't reviewed the podcast, go ahead and do that. You're going to be left behind. Um, I don't know if you have listened for, like, if you were listening a year ago. I used to be pretty upset about this process. Like, if people Uh-oh. didn't review... I don't know if that's coming back. I'm trying to really fight the well, dark We're trying side. to get to a million. So. Trying to really fight the dark side. But yeah, a million's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm getting two reviews every so often. I need about... A million. Almost probably, a million. Probably 10,000 a day. Yeah. We need very close to a million. So please. To be able to hit a million. <laughs> yes. And if you're not following the Two Chunks Instagram right now... What are you doing? Uh, I think it came just in time for dark mode. It sure because did. Because all this Star Wars content is looking... Really, really good. Doge is working his magic. Smiled. Yeah, one hundred percent. So please do all of that. And then next week, uh, we're going to take a bit of a turn, and we're going to start another trilogy. <gasps> we right? are the prequel trilogy. The prequel trilogy. There is, and that there <laughs> three more <laughs> new ones. And let me tell you something. <laughs> If in the middle of watching this series of Star Wars, this original trilogy, you were like, you know what? This could use virgin birth. Then I have good news for you. (laughs) You're going to love the prequel trilogy. But better computers. (laughs) Worse acting? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, yeah, definitely. For sure, definitely. No. For sure, definitely. Not collectively. Guys, you're tearing our podcast apart. (laughs) So make sure you tune in as we head down the dark side. It's a trap. (laughs) Actually, it's the prequel trilogy. Check that out. Hey, let's go back. Where? Glad you asked. It's to the show. It's a trap. We're back to the show. Oh my gosh. Yeah, good. Perfect. I hate it so much. We didn't even talk about the guy who's like, (laughs) it's just not even worth talking about. That's his countdown. Yeah. (laughs) I hate hate that we're doing this. Yeah. (sighs) Yep. 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 Anyway, so we're, we've reconvened with the rebel fleet. Yeah, we're on Endor. Well, we're past that, yeah. We're, we're on the, the moon of Endor. Yeah. The forest moon of Endor. The forest moon. We haven't passed the speeders. We haven't done the speeders yet. No, right? we're at the no. speeders right now. Literally right now. I love the speeders. Yeah, yeah I think it's awesome. done really well. It's Big so pump. fun. Big pump. Yeah, there's something about... It feels like prequels and sequels take a little bit of the magic of other parts of the originals. Yes. For some of yep. their most memorable stuff. This is pod racing. Oh, yeah. 100%. This is the, like, now really close. Yeah, really close to almost dying. It's going way too fast for you to even have it in this environment. Yep. But I love that kind so of stuff. I, I have been to Muir Woods in California. and wow. the It's like a redwood forest? The, it, uh-huh. it is the redwood forest they filmed this in. Yep. And as I was there, I wasn't like, wow, look at the majesty of these trees. This is incredible. I was like, this is where they go on the speeder bikes. It's yeah. so cool. <laughs> yep. like, it was, I was like, that looks like the tree that they blow up on when they run into it. Like, yep. I, it was all I could think about was Star Wars. I love the speeder bikes. It feels bike. like they knew it was cool because yeah, there's definitely. a lot of great, memorable speeder bike scenes. What model of Stormtrooper are these called? Scouts? These are Scout Troopers. Okay. Yeah. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. Their helmets are so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the like forest camo they've got. I really again love to villain. imagine the idea of they got costume changes. They're like, gotta put on my forest gear. Yep. It's just funny to me. They're different robots than the regular ones, too, which is cool. So. Hey, we haven't even talked about We do about have to talk about it. Oh, that's a 40-60 split. That's crazy. Blew my mind. I learned very young that they were not, in fact, robots, but I spent a good amount of my childhood thinking they were. That's if you don't know, yeah. Split. If you don't know what we're talking about, in a new hope, Jordan had brought up how his parents were telling him, or I think his mom specifically was saying that, "Hey, you know, how do you get past all this killing?" She was like, "Oh, they're all robots. That's yeah, why they're so shiny they're and whatever." And so Doge thought it would be a fun idea to just go ahead and put a poll up on our two chunks Instagram, which there's plenty of those throughout the week, so that's fun to follow. <laughs> Shameful plug. <laughs> um, 
And it was a 60-40 split. Yeah, a lot of y'all thought that same 40% stuff. 40% of y'all thought that those boys was bots. And, and I promise it wasn't crazy. 4 out of 10. Because when I right. voted, it was like 52-48. Yeah. Unreal. It's nuts. It really is kind of hilarious. Got some protective parents out there. Yeah, I guess so. It's true. Thanks, Mom. She's probably listening right now. Aww. If you are, text me. She's outside. The, she <laughs> she's has just, to be outside. She's of waiting the with like a hot be- tray of cookies outside for, okay, for us to exit. So there's a lot that goes down here on the forest moon of Indoor. Yep. Shall we talk about Ewoks? Oh, yeah, sure. I, okay. So the, f- the first one is a, cu- a cutie. Wicket? Yeah, he's a little teddy bear. Wicket W. Warwick is his name. I hate it. Love that. <laughs> I don't like that he sticks to American naming conventions, but that's just me. The actor's name is Warwick Davis. Wait, shut up. Uh-huh. He plays Grip Hook in Harry Potter. No way. He plays yep. a lot of things. He plays a lot of in things. In the yep. 80s, he was in a lot of movies. Yep. Was he time he was like time bandits? Mm-hmm. He was a little kid in this, and so he based Wicket's mannerisms off of his dog. He was like he had a dog that he loved. Oh, very that much. is so really cool. Cute. And so he was like, when my dog heard something, he would turn his head sideways if he was confused. And so that's why Wicket like turns his head sideways yeah. and he's looking at Leia's hat. That's awesome. That's yeah. so I don't huge. know if this is a spicy take necessarily, but the rest of the Ewoks are devil spawn. They're so scary <laughs> to look at. They're scary? Yes, no, dude. I their teeth, they have human teeth in I, their heads. I don't think they're the yes, blinking. They are the scary. CG blinking makes it worse. Their, their mouths are frozen in permanent smiles of terror and they have human <laughs> teeth inside of their skulls. I don't think they're scary. Oh, they're so scary, no Carter. Way. I just don't think it's particularly good creature design like they they look like it looks like high school mascot suits like i'm not impressed by these yeah yeah i don't like the ewoks no that's not spicy and no 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 the spicy is how scary they are they're very terrifying yeah yeah, yeah. the non-spicy is they're kind of a waste of time they don't i'm okay if they're here i'm okay if it if we find out that indoor because i love the idea of dang this war is hurting so many different people we gotta you know wrap it up yeah whatever but we spend so much time with these Ewoks. If this was a movie series about insp- like people doing great deeds and that inspiring ordinary people to extraordinary acts of heroism, the Ewoks belong in this story. The Ewoks do not belong in this story because it is not about that. Like when we get our big confrontation, which seems to be a message of nature triumphs over technology, that is not anywhere present in any star wars that's not what this war is about yeah but like, stuff can say two things i mean see, I, well, my what guess is say then though? luke wait, blowing wait, wait, up the wait, death wait, star wait, probably wait. inspired some people to say i can help out too okay it inspired these primitive ewoks no so but- that's what i'm saying is like what what purpose does this kind of like nature versus technology have like you seen the, the patriot I, exactly. Like, what is this? What I don't is, feel like it's nature versus technology to me. I mean, it is that, but I don't feel like that's the message that we're getting here. I feel like C-3PO regales them with the tales of their struggle and their triumph over evil, and then the Ewoks are like, you know what? We're with you. That's kind of tight. That's I, all it is I to me. I just don't see that at all. This, this, to I me, don't this like doesn't it. feel like it fits in this movie in any way. Oh, I... So I'm okay with them being inspired and helping because they're like an intelligent native race of tiny teddy bears. That's fine. That's fine. They shouldn't win. They shouldn't be able to defeat the Empire because they're more in touch with nature than the Empire is. I don't feel like that's the message. I feel like the message is they know the land. That's what I was that's referring what I was just to. Saying. No, because they know the land more than the Empire does. Right. So they're, they can defeat the Empire because oppression and invasion is bad, which is not what these movies are about, though. But I don't, again, I don't feel like that's the message that it's giving here. I feel like all it is is the Ewoks are worth asking for help because they live here and they know what's up. Okay, and that's, to me, that's not what these movies have been about. These movies have not been about, let's empower the local people who know their place better. To but it doesn't have to have, empire. it can have one overarching theme and then a few. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Stuff can say multiple things. You know? I see both sides. Yeah. But I was referring to the Patriot as like, the Americans basically won the revolution because they knew the area much better than the British, yeah. right? But that's not, I don't but think that's when the they're Ewoks, sitting around. The yeah. Ewoks aren't rebels. The rebels <clears throat> right. don't win because they know the area better. The Ewoks defeat the empire on this one planet. Right, right. right. It, and, and I think the whole it thing is that I don't, of, I don't love the Ewoks either. And I, I would be far happier if they were just kind of background 
characters during the fight. Well, even we if this was the beginning, like even if we we like the Ewoks are fighting at the beginning, but but by positioning the Ewoks as like the deciding force in the final battle between yeah. the rebels and the empire. Oh, that's a goofy We're mistake. saying some weird stuff about the Ewoks, I think. Yeah, to me, fit, that's where the, the confusion comes It fits comes more in. in Lost Boys against Pirates. Right. Everyone, sure. they've all got guns and yeah. blades. And they, yeah, I we talked we about it. They're throwing like mashed American. potatoes and yeah. paint and stuff. Well, and the Ewoks are the worst offenders when it comes to Maguri and the whole thing. Everything yeah. they do is yeah. just, I mean, they might as well turn into a bowling ball and roll down a hill. Yeah. yeah. Literally. There's just so many parts where all they're doing is just they happen to stumble into the luck of beating a giant robot, which I do yeah. love when they crush the ATST. I mean, those, tra- with those yeah, logs. those traps aren't luck. I mean, they yeah, very Home Alone. Hey, I thought ahead, a lot ahead. Very Home Alone. That's great stuff. Truly riveting. Luke decides after he tells his sister lover that they're uh, more than lovers and sisters instead. Back up. I'm coming back to the bridge because we jumped ahead to just talk about her extensions, but I want a thoughtful look at this bridge of Indoor. Okay. This is my super dump. Okay. Okay. Mark Hamill regressed. I yes. thought he becomes a better actor in this series. This dude regressed. This felt worse than soap op- operatic acting. Like he, okay. no, no, no. Like no, when I he decides this. to tell her, he has this really dramatic over the top one act play pause to then turn and like <laughs> my father this was had it so bad and this is supposed to be has. especially if you're looking at it through the lens of like this isn't even necessary what a big waste of time like the three yeah. of them and then for han to come out like it is so oh who could you tell luke that's who you could tell yeah messy <laughs> and the emotions and stuff and yeah, something happened. Like Mark Hamill, this whole movie was focusing. It felt like he was trying too hard to look like he was the most powerful. Like he, yeah. he was trying too hard to show this transition. That what happened is, is he kind of became this weird kind of stoic that didn't feel like it. Like I got more from Vader. So Darth Vader is my super pump in this movie because the best acting in this entire series, especially in Return of the Jedi, is voice acting. Yeah, James Earl Jones is the only one who can emote and drive the narrative. The yeah. other stuff is just happening. Like, and when these two talk together, it is night and day. Like, yeah. it is unreal to me. So, yeah, my super dump is Mark Hamill, his acting, and then my super pump is Vader. So, my super pump is also Darth Vader. Yeah. And let's, this is a perfect segue, let's talk about the two of them together on a yeah. different bridge, also on the moon of Endor. Another point I want to make is like we were talking about, uh, we did a rank you very much recently. That was the top 50 movie characters of all time. Luke is not even close. Right. Han Solo's up there because that's just a Harrison Ford thing. Vader's always up there. Yes. We don't ever see him like even the, it's some random British actor that we actually see that guy's face. But this was Sebastian Shaw. You know what's funny is I started to think more about it and all of my favorite characters in terms of like being emotive and like, making me feel something either like they don't have a face. It's Vader, C3PO and R2D2 and Chewie sometimes. Like right. it's people that don't like the, our faces are not very good. And I, this was yeah. the first watch through that I was like, Oh no. Like I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking back to going through all of the Harry Potter movies and being like, I'm pretty sure Ratcliffe gets better. And he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. We've already talked about that before to compare those two, but yeah, that's my tirade. That's my soapbox about. No, it's great. Luke that's is really good. Kind of, and it, it's so unbelievable. It's I hate that it happens again because Hayden Christensen is also the worst. Like yeah. Star Wars is so unlucky with like six of yeah. the eight. So yeah, I do want to say like the only to me the only character growth that we get in this movie is three PO <laughs> deciding that he's gonna be brave. Yeah. You know what so, I mean? Like, that's a pretty huge thing that happens in this movie. I mean, we do get the character growth that's really made not explicit enough that Luke at Jabba's palace is pretty much using the dark side of the force. Like, the first force we see is yeah, he him chokes. choking out the Gamorrean guards and, like, does ultimately in this confrontation begin to turn to the dark side. Like, we don't... To me, that's not explicit enough, and that's probably because his face is bad. Yeah. That's yeah. true. He has a bad face. I do agree with that. It's bad. But... So part of the reason that Darth Vader is my super pump for this movie is obviously James Earl Jones. Great. Yeah. But I I think that Darth Vader has some pretty serious character growth at the back half of this uh-huh. movie. 
And yep. it's it's my favorite arc in all of Star Wars. The idea that he comes to terms with the fact that he had been lied to, comes yeah. to terms with the fact that he had been played for a fool and allowed it to happen. Yeah. And at the end decides, well, now that I'm faced with this decision, my son is right. There is good in me. It didn't completely go away. And I have a chance not to right all wrongs, but to help write this one. Yeah. And, and then, that is my super pump. Yeah. Yeah. This scene at the invader's turn, whenever he sees Luke being unwilling to tap into his anger and his aggression, uh, Luke's pacificity. Yeah, that's right. Pacificity. Yeah. Yeah. Pacifistic nature. One yeah. of those. Yeah. Luke's right. pacifism inspires Darth Vader to heroism. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. It's really, really well. Well, done I think here. there's something powerful about the son's, the son's unwillingness to follow the same path inspiring the father to turn from that path. Because, I mean, it's it's supposed to, with big air quotes, be the other way around, right? Yeah. But here we get to watch something that Darth Vader thought, that Anakin thought would never be reversed, be reversed by somebody he didn't know existed. And yeah. it's just, I, I agree. I think it's totally powerful. And I think that Vader's turn and saving of everybody at the end is so unique to Star Wars. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you see this happen very often. I actually remember it. It really frustrated me as a kid that really? Darth Vader got to be the hero. Yeah, and it wasn't. It's Luke. kind of Boromiri, but not as juxtaposed. It's not right. like such a bad bad to. Well, his is more bad bad to good good. Right, and it's it's. I have to imagine the first time I saw it, it was unexpected and confusing, yeah. and I have to imagine that audiences were blown away. Yeah. Um it it is just part of Star Wars for me now but yeah. Darth Vader just absolutely steals the entire show of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I something that I've realized for me, right? Because I don't want to make generalizations because we always on this podcast say love what you love, but something that I've realized for me is that that entire nucleus like that very important narrative that is Luke and Vader only really lands because Vader carries it. Right. Yeah. It no, only really totally lands true. because Vader is portrayed really well. And yeah, because Hamill could not have done that. Like, or someone across from him on the same level as he was. Yeah. It, well, and it, it's it, so funny. It would have still been there. Like, it still would have been good writing, right? But I can't even imagine that scenario of not having what we got from James Earl Jones. I completely agree. Yeah. And, and Hamill yeah. today is so good. Like, yeah, everything Because he, he found does. his confidence not on screen. Right. He was became a voice actor. Yeah. Right. And figured out what it's supposed to be like. Because he wasn't thrown into like <laughs> becoming yeah, the surprise, biggest part of pop culture in 1977. You know, it's yeah, it's unreal. It is. It is kind of interesting. He's so iconic. Luke Skywalker is so iconic, and I love him unabashedly and yeah. with with zero yeah. uh, asterisks. But yeah, he, he's a little flat. He's a yeah. little flat here. Speaking of a little flat, Han's plan to get into the bunker is made you look. He just taps the stormtrooper yeah, on the shoulder and sprints enough. around a corner. So I, I was so critical, and I still am critical because I get to be an adult that's critical, but I kept thinking back to how you guys were talking about how George Lucas wanted these to be like movies for kids. If that's the case, are we being too critical? Like the Ewoks. That's, that's and, the whole question. And then. the, oh, gotcha. Like kids would, I mean, that, that's why we got, that's why it's a big deal. So it feels like, to me, if I was watching these movies and and watching them in a void, I would say, oh, wow, people really hated The Empire Strikes Back because there's a huge tonal shift for Return of the Jedi. This is something completely different because they want kids to be able to watch this one. But people didn't hate Return, didn't hate Empire Strikes Back. Like, it it, it was nominated in the, it won, actually, the sixth ever People's Choice Awards. Yeah. Like, it was a huge deal and people loved it. So, evidently, there was some kind of course correction that the creative brain or brains behind Star Wars felt was needed. And that's why we, I mean, it really is a huge heel turn. And so I think yeah. that is why, I mean, jumping to our discussion several weeks from now, that's why everybody is so split over The Last Jedi, I think, is because it is either the spiritual son of The Empire Strikes Back or the spiritual son of Return of the Jedi, and it can't be both because they're so different. Right, mm, yeah. And, and the people who, I think the people who love it, would probably say, man, all that stuff in Return of the Jedi, I don't have as big of a problem with that. And the people who have a problem with The Last Jedi say, man, I, I wish that Return of the Jedi was a little more like Empire. Hmm. 
I don't know. That's my opinion now. It could change when we get to The Last Jedi in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. I, I, speaking as somebody who shares a lot of your same opinions, I hope mine changes. Yeah. I, I, like, I'm really going into this so open. Yeah. Um, but let's finish talking about the movie we're talking about right now. Yeah. Because there's not a whole lot left. There's some explosions in space. They blow up the reactor. Um, this space battle is maybe my favorite space battle in the so original trilogy. It's so awesome. It's a it's really amazing. good space battle. Yeah. Okay, what was added in the Lucas re-release? So, like, going inside, it feels like the inside, when they're inside the new Death yeah. Star. A lot of the a lot of the ship scenes were completely redone because they were okay. shot with miniatures at that point, and then we, we augmented them with CG in this. Gotcha, release. okay. Yeah. I just wasn't sure. The, the, the actual, the ship exteriors, like those being CG now, that actually really works for me. Those yeah. are not jarring to me in the same way that Jedi rocks from well, Jabba's palace it, is. Yeah, and anything, yeah. When they started to try and do organic material right, is when it's not. Does good. not yeah. look great. Yeah. yeah. So um, we've got a really awesome space battle. It's also one of my favorites from the OT. It's so good. It is so cool. There's so much happening. And I realized that for me, I think Star Wars is at its best when you have feet on the ground and ships in the sky simultaneously. Uh Cutting back and forth. Right. That's when it's the most compelling of like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, just back and forth. That's why I love the ending of Rogue One so much. Right. I mean, Rogue One is great for all space battles in general. We'll get there. Yeah, we definitely will. We're talking about a lot of other Star Wars movies right now. We sure are. And and I think it's because- there's a there's a mix for me of I, I actually don't want to be done talking about the original trilogy and so I think maybe I'm trying to hit pump <laughs> like the brakes a little bit. Pad this one a little right. bit, yeah. And then I think also it's because I really am excited to talk about these other ones and I think it's because this movie ends pretty well and it it left me with a good taste in my mouth, which is still a little bit abrupt. It is a little abrupt. It's pretty I, abrupt. I have always yeah. thought of that ever since Doge talks about how just it's done. Yeah. It just the imp- it blows. It's like, up. hey, PowerPoint's over. Bloop. Do you get like and the it's just any music. questions? It's music until the end. Yeah, like, right. Like there's no dialogue at the end of this. It's just music oh. until the very so end. We blow up the new Death Star. Yeah, my boy Wedge comes in clutch, helps Lando. What's what's Lando's co-pilot? What's his name? His name is Ponda Baba. He's a Sullustan, I believe. Love him. He's fine. Love him. He's got big mouth. Yep. I love him. <laughs> so we blow up the new Death Star. We throw the Emperor down the thing. Vader takes his mask off and he's like, I want to look at you with mine own eyes. You know, they CG'd his eyebrows off. No way. The boy has big freaking woolly eyebrows. <laughs> really? And they CG'd him off for the Blu-ray re-release. This wasn't even in the 1997 release. This is the Blu-ray, the 2011 release. <laughs> they CG'd his eyebrows off because Anakin gets his eyebrows burned off. That's on so funny. Yeah. Wow. That's hilarious. That's great. Yep. Um, and then we just kind of get some bonfires. And they, oh, the re-release yep, took out such a good song. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. And yeah. so, yes, the Hayden thing, too. Yep. Like Hayden Christensen With showing With the Hayden up. thing, I got a spicy take. I don't mind it, actually. It makes no sense. Everybody else looks the way they looked when they died. So it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, that sucks for Ben and Yoda. Right. They don't get their cool young he bodies to be back. young forever. I... I just feel like Hayden gets a lot of heat. I yeah, I actually don't hate Hayden. What? I'm okay with him yeah. being I'm okay with him being at this bonfire. I don't like him being at the bonfire. I I honestly don't think Vader should be there. Okay. No. Vader should definitely be there, I think. No. Anakin, so Anakin, I don't know that Anakin should be there because of what we So if Anakin's there then we have to say different things about what it who can become, How you a, become force a force ghost. ghost. That makes yeah. sense. No, I I hear you. Okay. I hear you. I it there's a part of me that wants it to be like, but he died in a noble way, so he gets to be a force ghost. And I yeah. mean, maybe because his father is the living force, apparently. Oh, we'll get he's to that. the Jedi Messiah. Maybe he can come back like that. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. But yeah, we get bonfires, and then we get a shot of the sky, and then it's over. We get some CG of Naboo, and we get a Gungan yelling, oh, yeah. "We free," and I hate it. Um, actually, it doesn't super bother me as long as as long as you acknowledge that it's just to tie the prequel like you know what i mean yeah so if this is if that in a vacuum it's terrible yeah in context i kind of like the idea of being like oh yeah those other places still exist and they're all safe now we flash back to what i believe is coruscant we do yeah which is strange because that's like the seat (laughs) of the imperial senate 
I love Coruscant though, but I no, hear you. I like it. But why are they psyched about there's it? There's no reason. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and there's a scene to the, like Fifth Element, and Bruce Willis is driving his yeah, taxi around, and everybody's too. celebrating, yeah. right? And then, um, yeah, it's it's Mad uh, Max, and he's like, well, "I have a son, <laughs> perfect in every way." Dude, it's yeah. crazy. So good, dude. Such a good joke. It's crazy. A Morton Joe. A Morton joke, more like it. Mm. So, should we rate this movie? Please. I believe so. Here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we've invented the perfect way to rate movies. It's the scientific cinema scale, and it is as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. The next best thing? Well, that's buy it. Followed by rent it, and then stream it. After that is forget it, and last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'll go first. I'm going to give Star Wars Return of the Jedi a rent it. I really do love it. And I think in a lot of ways, I do love it in spite of itself. It's got some maguri. It's a little silly. It's a little pervy. But I still like it. It's a rent it. I'm going to give it a buy. Star Wars Return of the Jedi, buy it. Uh, it's it's really good. I mean, I, I fully acknowledge I like it in spite of itself. And we didn't even talk about this in the actual episode portion, but like we completely lose track of the like the will of the force or like live in harmony with, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that's like not that's something true. that we really carry through this one. Uh, unless maybe we can say that Luke chooses to live in harmony with what's happening when he throws his lightsaber away and says, I'm, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. But all that to say, like, this is good. It's not quite all the way great for me. So buy yeah. it. It's a buy it for me too. And it gets to have some like nostalgia and cultural influence here. Yeah. And this is not from a people pleasing standpoint. This is from how it collectively, this is one of those movies that gets to see several generations of me, right? Like I get to have this collection of like preteen, teen, twenties, now thirties Carter. And I get to like add up and average all those feelings overall. And it ends up being a buy it because I do love the mess. There is some, and maybe this is going to be why I'm maybe the spiciest about last Jedi. Like you reference, like if you like this, you probably like that, but um, yeah, it's definitely a buy it. I think I, before I started the movie, I thought it was going to be the poster. And if we, oh. we were, we were talking about, um, I didn't really know which one was my favorite. And now I know it's a new hope. Uh, mm. the first one is actually my favorite. Huh. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, I mean, technically I bought the poster for that one and the others were buys, but, yeah. um, I thought this would be a poster for me as well. Yeah, I did too. I was kind of disappointed to be honest. I mean, still love it. It's still Star Wars, right? Yeah. Star Wars is like pizza. There's no such thing as bad pizza. It's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I, c- I feel like I could probably watch it once a month until I die. And not yeah, really I mean, get it's so it. good and so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Objectivity is tough sometimes. It's hard. It's really hard. My favorite's got to be Empire still. Same. I, think I, I imagine that it would be Empire going into this and I was. I don't think there's a world where Empire is dethroned for me, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I agree. I love it so much. It's just so good. So next week, we're going to be talking about Star Wars The Phantom Menace, the first movie in the prequel trilogy. Carter's really excited about it. <laughs> Yippee! Yeah. Very ow, ow, ow! <laughs> Ooh, ah! Ooh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> he, did, uh, he did the hands. Yeah. He did do the hands yep. when he made those sounds. I'm really excited to get to the prequel trilogy. Oh, man. I think if, if it felt like we might have had a lot to say about Star Wars in the OT, just wait. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Get a glass of milk ready because it's going to be too spicy for you to handle. <laughs> okay. They said be going through the planet core. You know that's Brian Blessed? Who's that? Clayton from Tarzan. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. On earth. I, that makes sense. Basically the same character. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a really great point. They both die on vines. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Nothing. That's nothing. The joke I made is nothing. <laughs> hey, to end today's episode... I'd love for us each to say our name mm-hmm. and reveal now, before heading into the prequel trilogy, what color lightsaber we would like to own. For two chunks and a hunk, my name is Jordan Wonders. I'm going green. Mm. It's a green saber. 
I'm Doge, and I've been a green boy my literal entire life. I'm Carter. I want to say something funny, because it's usually fun to end an episode that way, but there are two legacy replica lightsabers on the table right now, and they are both red. It's true. I'm red. I would 100% want to be Sith. You're bad. You're bad. It's because you're nasty like that. Yeah. I've always said that about you. Yeah. Or clear. Because <laughs> then it's like, that looks so... Like Where you're is the, he? <laughs> yeah. Where he's, is he? I can't see him. He's not clear. The lightsaber's clear. Yep. Yeah, I was like, why are you asking where I am? <laughs> oh, it's fine. It was he a dark room in he my He hasn't head. even... What do you say when you like unsheath it? Is it like booted up when you turn on your lightsaber? Cranked it. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's, it's not even cranked. Because <laughs> I just swing it at you. But that could be dangerous for me, too. We stopped recording like 10 minutes ago. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.